Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Lauren. Welcome, everybody, to the American Grooves Radio Hour. And tonight, we'll be playing recordings by some great American songwriters. Recordings that they made either singing their own tunes or playing piano solos of the melody of their own tunes. And, you know, I can't think of a better way to start than to go way, way, way back to the acoustical era of recording when young Izzy Berlin, better known as Irving Berlin, was just about getting his first success uh, as a songwriter. He had been a singing waiter down in Chinatown and tried his hand at show business every which way until he hit as a songwriter with the first tune he had published, Marie from Sunny Italy. Now here's Berlin probably doing exactly what he did as a singing waiter, singing a character song, uh, a song that he wrote uh, around 1913. I believe this recording is from that year or maybe 19... Maybe 1910, like that. It's very early in his career, and you'll hear it. It's, it's a very old recording, and a very rare one. It's the only recording that Irving Berlin really made. He, had, he always said he had kind of a thin, high voice, and he actually does. It did not record very well in the acoustical era when you basically had to bark into a horn. It was much more uh, easy to record when the microphone came about. But by 1925, when that happened, Berlin was such a big star and such a big successful songwriter. He really didn't have to worry about making phonograph records to make a couple of bucks. But anyway, here is Irving Berlin, very young man, back around 1910 or 11. Oh, how that German could love. I got stuck on a sweet little German, and oh, but a German was he. The best that was walking well, but he was talking, but just made no order for me. So lovely and dippy, more yet he was pretty, you don't know until you have died. He had such a figure, if it couldn't be bigger, un gave us some more, yet he died. Oh, how that German could love with a feeling that came from the heart. He told me her honey, her angel, her money. He pushed every word out so smart. He spoke like a speaker and over the speech, like no other speaker could speak. Ach, my, but a German, when she did her Herman, it stood on the cheese for the bees, and more yet, too. This girl could speak, and it never would hurt, for that lady knew just how to speak. Her loving was killing, more yet, she was killing, you, you never would have to say please. I just couldn't stop her, for dinner and supper, some kisses and hugs with then she wasn't nice, it was more bad advice, then she was bad after even better than good. Oh, how that German could love to the sweetness that sweeted and sweet. Just say what you please, to the hopping of speed, the shoes that she wore on the feet. Her smile was like money that somebody owed you. 
that somebody wanted to give. And then you felt like dying, and she started crying out. That was just the time you wanted to live, that's all. Sometimes we love for a week at a time, and it only would seem like a day. How shall I remember, one night in December, I, I felt like the middle of May. I, that's all I'm heard, that when she came on earth, the angels went out on parade. No other one trained up, I think that they trained up, the pattern from which she was made, they can't make no more. Ooh, how that German could love, with a love like you see in a play. Then she said, my dear, it would ring in your ear for a year and a week and a day. Her no was like yes, and her yes was like no. It was something like yes, it was fell. When we got together, I'm sooner than better. It was love with a capital L. That's all you couldn't read it. Gershwin playing his own 
my one and only from his show Funny Face from 1927. You know, George, before he became an enormously successful songwriter and composer, had been uh, making piano rolls. Uh, piano rolls, uh, people probably don't even know what they are anymore, but basically it was a way of home entertainment back in the day. You had a piano and you'd put a particular uh, roll. It looked like a huge toilet paper roll, kind of long. You'd put it in the piano and you'd pump the piano and the piano would play the music. You could leave it on, you could dance to it, you could sing to it. And George made these rolls uh, as a way of making a living. He recorded some of his own songs, but recorded songs of the day. So here he is playing uh, uh, one of his own compositions, and you hear that he really was a very skilled pianist. Now, sticking with George, um, you know, uh, Fred Astaire and his sister Adele Astaire owe much of their early success to being in musicals that George Gershwin wrote. And uh, one of them, uh, uh, Lady Be Good, from 1924, was a huge success in England. It played in New York uh, and did pretty well. But when it went over to England, it became all the sensation. And while they were there in London, uh, Fred Astaire, Adele Astaire, and George Gershwin on piano recorded this amazing classic tune of George Gershwin from that show, Fascinating Rhythm. Thank you. 
so many of our great songwriters were also amazing two-fisted piano players playing in the stride and ragtime styles of the day. And that continued, you know, well into the 1950s. Things got a little different as song styles changed. But some of our great composers left wonderful recordings displaying their piano skills. And uh, I can't think of a better one than U.B. Blake. U.B. Blake and his songwriting partner, Noble Sissel, wrote the first really important African-American black Broadway show, Shuffle Along, back in 1921. And they also were stars of the show. They were a vaudeville duet, uh, Sissel singing, and and U.B. Blake playing amazing background piano and also joining in on the choruses. Uh, Here's a recording that they made around the time that Shuffle Along was at its height. It, It really stayed around for several years. It was, you know, on Broadway and then it toured. And while that was all going on, they got into the recording studio uh, of Victor Records in 1923 and recorded their vaudeville act um, on a song called That Old Fashioned Love. And it actually wasn't written by them. It was written by another great Pianist, composer, uh, James P. Johnson, one of the fathers of stride piano, who's a ragtime piano player that took it to the next dimension with stride. But anyway, James P. wrote this tune. U.B. Blake and Noble Sissel recorded it in 1923. I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart. Nowadays, say old-fashioned ways Could give place to things that are new But somehow I hold to things that are old Perhaps it's an old-fashioned view I love my old books, the corners and nooks Of my old home and the old friends Old memory too, one love that is true Lasting all through life until it ends I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart, and there it shall always remain. My love is like the ivy vine, clinging little closer all the time. Through the years, joys and tears, just the same. I've got that old-fashioned face in my heart. No changes can tear it apart. If all the dry land changed the sea, it would never make any change in me. I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart. I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart. And there it shall always remain. My love is like the ivy vine, clinging little closer all the time through the years. Joys and tears, just the same. 
I've got that old-fashioned faith in my heart. No danger can tear it apart. If all the dry land changed the sea, it would never make any change in me. I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart. UB Blake and Noble Sicily, 1923. I've got that old-fashioned love in my heart. I love that song. It's a great song. I believe Fats Domino even recorded that one. Anyway, Clarence Williams, born in New Orleans in the 1890s, was a band leader, a band booker, a piano player, and a songwriter and publisher. And uh, he started off in New Orleans, went to Chicago, and wound up in New York in the mid-1920s, where he recorded many, many early sides that featured Louis Armstrong and so many great jazz men at the time. But here he is with his great band in 1930, singing and playing piano, Uh, I think the second piano player on this, again, is James P. Johnson. He was everywhere. So here is Clarence Williams with his orchestra singing his tune, Shout, Sister, Shout. Sing with me, shout, sister, shout, sister, shout. If the devil grabs your hand, here's one thing that he can't stand. Shout, sister, shout, sister, shout. Or walking down to the river, singing a hallelujah song. Of just the devil before me, but I kept singing on. Oh, tell old Ted how you feel. Get the devil off your heels. Shout, sister, shout, sister,
singing his great stormy weather in the 1930s, around 1932, recording with the Leo Reisman Orchestra. Arlen Harold Arluck was his birth name, came from Buffalo, New York, where he 
made it to New York with a little territory band he played piano in called the Buffalodians. They were a band from, obviously, Buffalo, New York, and they played around, and they got an opportunity to come to New York where they made some recordings. And when the band went back to Buffalo, Harold decided to stay in New York and try his hand as a pianist, vocalist, and songwriter. By the early 30s, he was composing songs for the Cotton Club Reviews, some early film work, then he went to Hollywood, and we know about The Wizard of Oz and so many great shows and films that he composed for through the years. I had the opportunity of working with Harold at the very end of his life. There was a documentary being made about George Gershwin, and Harold had shot a tremendous amount of color home movies in the 1930s, and many of these featured his friend George. And when we were accessing the films for the movie, Harold and I uh, struck up a bit of a friendship. Unfortunately, he was quite ill at the time, and he passed away, I guess, somewhere in the early 1980s. But the film collection wound up uh, in my hands and now the hands of my company, Historic Films, where we make it available uh, for people doing documentaries and whatever we have it on behalf of the family. So anyway, that was the great Harold Arlen. But you know, for all the Irving Berlins and Harold Arlen's and George Gershwin's, there's a slew of great unsung songwriter heroes from the 1920s and 30s. And one of my absolute favorites is a fellow from Missouri, named Willard Robeson. And Robeson was kind of a precursor of the sort of composing that Johnny Mercer and Hoagy Carmichael uh, began doing in the late 1920s, early 30s. Real homespun Americana. And Robeson had been doing that several years earlier, and he was a fabulous piano player, and he was very much in that sort of expressionistic modern jazz style that Bix Beiderbecke was so famous for. And I I consider Robeson to be sort of the piano playing version of Bix in that he used a lot of modern ideas that were not all steeped in the blues to create his piano solos and his compositions. And here he is. Uh, he, he did a, a wonderful series of recordings for the perfect record label back around 1927 and 28. Far from perfect was the label. I think it was about the worst record surfaces known to man. But fortunately, we have these wonderful Robeson recordings. And here is his amazing piano vocal stylings, early crooning, I should say, his composition, Truthful Parson Brown. We're going to follow that up right after with a demonstration of his piano in sort of modern style with a pop tune that he recorded in 27 called Hugs and Kisses. And you'll hear where he takes this otherwise rather ordinary pop tune and he brings it into a whole different realm with his approach. Thank you. 
and brown Living in a southern town For talking good and doing good He was known around He had a most peculiar way Of preaching on the Sabbath day On an organ soft and low would sing and play Brothers and sisters Listen to truthful Parson Brown You'll never get ahead If you try to keep your brother down There's too much eye There's too much mind That's the only Satan We have got to keep behind and pay more attention to my syncopated sermon Brothers and sisters Listen to truthful person but A lot of talking ain't gonna win the crown Now I'll practice what I preach and give a sermon without speech Brothers and sisters Live the truth of Parson Brown Like you, I'll save 
coming true Fame and riches I don't have their charm But my heart itches To be in your garden Oh, hugs and kisses From somebody who Lingers near me To cuddle and to My idea of bliss
not resist playing Hoagie Carmichael after Willard Robeson, where he belongs, in my opinion, because Robeson was older than Carmichael and clearly influenced Carmichael, as did Bix Spiderbeck as well. Hoagie was from Indiana, where Bix was uh, from Davenport, Iowa, but they played at the university. They played around that area, and they clearly were very good friends um, they jammed together, and Robeson was part of that, and Hoagie clearly, as well as Johnny Mercer, who came just a little bit later than that. But that was Hoagie Carmichael playing a piano solo on his great Stardust, which he incidentally wrote as a sort of foxtrot instrumental back in 29, I believe. It was recorded that way, and Mitchell Parrish, uh, maybe a year later, for Mills Music, added the lyric that we all know today, and the song became more of a ballad famously recorded by just about everyone under the sun. It is just one of the great American songs. So I think we'll continue with this little trilogy of Americana songwriters with one of my favorite, Johnny Mercer. Mercer, even a bit younger, I believe, uh, than Carmichael, and clearly younger than Willard Robeson, and he is a vocalist in the early 1930s with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra and several other groups at the time before he really just became 100% a songwriter, uh, composer. And this is a tune that he wrote and again performed with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra, I would say 1933. It's called Pardon My Southern Accent. Thank you. 
honey, I love y'all. If you don't like my accent, if you don't like my drawl, just don't listen, let's start kissing. Bet you fall, ah, come on now, let me hear you steal my stuff. When I say, do you love me, all you gotta say is, sure enough, pardon my southern accent, didn't I hear you draw? Were you just sighing or implying, I love y'all? Pardon my southern accent, pardon my southern drawl, you sure thought it, now I've caught it, I love y'all. How do you like my accent? Is it the real old style? If it sounds funny, stop me, honey. Hush my mouth, now listen close, and you'll hear me steal yourself. When you ask if I love you, you can hear me answer, sure enough, called my southern accent. Say, how do you like my drawl? It's kind of noisy. Why, that's that noisy. I love y'all. Johnny Mercer there with Lois Whiteman, the second vocalist in that recording from 1933. You know, Mercer was really known as a lyricist, but he did compose his own music, and I was wrong. I, I thought about it while that song was playing. He actually did sing throughout most of his career. He was on Capitol Records. He was one of the founders of Capitol Records, and he recorded many songs, and he wrote some of the most successful songs of the day, accentuate the positive, and, and recorded uh, many of these things himself. I should like you all to know I'm a famous gigolo And of lavender my nature's got just a dash of it As I'm slightly undersexed You will always find me next to some dowager Who's wealthy rather than passionate Go to one of those nightclub places And you'll find me stretching my braces Pushing ladies with lifted faces round the floor. But I must confess to you, there are moments when I'm blue, and I ask myself, whatever I do it for. I'm a flower that blooms in the winter, sinking deeper and deeper into snow. I'm a baby who has no mother but Jan. I'm a gigolo. Every morning when labor is over, 
To my sweet scented lodgings I go Take a glass from the shelf And look at myself I'm a genie I get socks and bonds From faded blonde Every 25th of December Still I'm just a pet That men forget And only tailors remember Yet when I see the way all the ladies Treat their husbands who put up the dough You cannot think me odd If then I thank God I'm a gigolo I'm a gigolo, Cole Porter, 1934, singing and playing one of his own compositions, be it a more obscure one. I was actually looking for his recording from the same time of You're the Top, and I could not find it. So I stumbled upon this one, figured why not? It's Cole playing and singing just the way he would have sound in a nightclub or a cabaret, which I believe he did some of back in the day. But he's also a rare example of a composer who was also his own lyricist. Now, of course, Irving Berlin did it, but most of the composers and songwriters at the time worked with a lyricist or a pianist, you know, a composer and lyricist. So this was a little bit more unusual to have a fellow do everything and Quite as well as him. I don't know. It's That was unusual. One of the greats of our time. And, um, you know, <laughs> I've thought about this next recording I want to play, but I, I don't want to avoid it. Um, we're going to go way, way, way back. George M. Cohan. I remember George M. Cohan. First time I became aware of him is as a kid watching the amazing Academy Award film uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy with James Cagney famously playing Cohan. But Cohan was a force to be reckoned with. Uh, at the early part of the 20th century, he wrote his own shows, starred in them. Prior to that, he was with his family. He had a family vaudeville act that was quite popular called the four Cohans with his sister, his mother, and his father. He included them in uh, many of his shows, but he went on and on. He teamed up with a fellow by the name of Harris, and they owned theaters. They produced many shows uh, through the years, uh, through the 1920s at least. Uh, George M. Cohen here, his only recording session... And probably because his voice didn't really loan itself to the acoustical method of recording. And also, he, he just simply wasn't a great singer, but obviously he had personality and drive and charisma and was a dancer and a showman. And people probably overlooked the fact that he didn't have the most amazing voice when he was on stage. But here he is on a very obscure recording from that single session he did. You won't do any business if you haven't got a band. Charlie Froman left the town starring Isabella Brown. 
in a new Augustus Thomas play. He took the troops to Hazelnut, way down in Connecticut, just to break it in for old Broadway. When the train arrived with all, the manager who ran the hall met them at the depot with a frown. Said he, as he put out his hand, I hear you haven't got a band. The folks expect a street parade in town. Roman laughed and bowed his head. The local manager, he said, You won't do any business if you haven't got a band. The folks expect a street parade and uniforms to grand. But the whole profession, well, it may sound funny, but it's just a thing that'll get the money when you play an old New England one-night stand in Connecticut, where Henry Irving played the town, starved to death last fall. Old High Henry came along, he packed him to the wall. The town is sad, but the house is sadder, but it wouldn't make a difference if you lose out sadder. Well, you won't do any business if you haven't got a band. The manager, he said, you folks should get some bills like Warden folks, some bills that show the chorus girls in tight. Or bills where someone's got a knife and gonna take the hero's life. Boss Payton packed him in here, 29. Went to the hotel Roman got the clerk with Johnny on the spot, that he will pay your bill now, understand. You see, we never take a chance. We charge the actors in advance. That is, of course, unless they've got a band. Roman laughed and held his breath. The clerk says you'll all starve to death. You won't do any business if you haven't got a band. The folks expect a street parade and uniforms so grand. To the whole profession, well, it may sound funny, but it's just a thing that'll get the money when you play an old New England one-night stand. In Connecticut, Sir Henry Irving played the town and he starved to death last fall. Old High Henry came along and he packed him to the wall. The town is sad, but the house is sadder, and it wouldn't make a difference if you lose out sadder. Well, you won't do any business if you have not a band. Indeed. Now, I tell you what, that is some tune. That is a showbiz song. It's about the early days of vaudeville and the way the world worked back then in the show business, as they call it. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of American Grooves Radio as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you and putting up with all these scratchy old recordings from my barn. And I want to leave you with one of my all-time favorites. He did it all. He was a great, amazing piano player, uh, one, of, one of the truly great jazz piano players of his day. Great singer, great composer, and his name was Thomas Fatswaller. Well, folks, I hope you tune in next week. We'll be back 10 o'clock right on WLIWFM. Hear you then. My goodness, I feel so effervescent this morning. Mm, everything's so eulogizing. Listen, can you stand me to tell you about it? Listen here. I'm walking, walking on air. For I've left all my blue days behind. Oh, baby, I've learned how to care. And there's love, really love on my mind. I'm the world's most happy creature. Tell me what can worry be? I'm crazy about my baby, and my baby's crazy about me. Mr. Cupid was the teacher, that's the reason we agree. I'm crazy about my baby, and my baby's crazy about me. Pop, get that book out, read in your hand. Keep a steady look out, 
you can understand It's an A1 combination With the perfect he and she I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me Let's waltz the rumble Radio Hour is brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats. 